Welcome to Watch Our Crappins, a podcast about all the crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today on this illustrious Friday afternoon is the one and only Ronnie Karam. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? Hi, Benoodles. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm super excited because it's Friday, and tomorrow I'm going to join the reality gaze here in Austin, Texas, over at Emos. They're doing a show. And I'm going to talk about this very show, Southern Charm. So anybody in Austin who feels like coming out tomorrow, do it. Go get tickets. I don't know. It emos. Look up a reality gaze. They'll be there somewhere. But that's going to be super fun. I'm going to leave the house. I'm leaving the house. That's going to, that's going to be very fun. And, you know, you have to give a big hug to Matt and Jake for me since I haven't hugged them since January. But, um, yeah, that's going to be great. Everyone should go get tickets. Anyone who's in that area, or even if you're not in that area, go get tickets and watch that show because it'll be super fun. Um, uh, today we are talking Southern Charm, BT Dubs. Uh, but before we dive into that, first of all, a reminder that uh, Take a Seat will be back on Monday, uh, this coming Monday. There's so much shit to talk about already. I mean, everyone, like, the pitchforks are out for Kyle Richards. It's hilarious. So we can continue talking about that. But there's... There's, who knows what's even going to happen this weekend? That'll be on Spotify Live. Um, that's at 7 o'clock on the West Coast, 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Also, we got an email from someone. Um, hi, hi, someone. I'm sorry I didn't write down your name. I think and Jonathan. They, Jonathan. Uh, they asked, um, are we going to be recapping House of the Dragon later this summer, which is the new Game of Thrones series? It's like the prequel of the Targaryens. Um, that's going to be on HBO Max, I think, in August. And the answer is yes, 100% yes. Okay, Winter is Crappening is coming back for House of the Dragon. So get ready for that. <laughs> get your yeah, Starbucks get cups out of the shot and get ready for it. <laughs> that is going to be a lot of ignorance on display in that, mm-hmm. in that recap because we don't really understand all the lore, so we don't come from a very nerdy place. I just know that the whole cast is blonde, so Shep and Austin are going to be trying to fuck them the whole time. <laughs> that's really all I know. And that's kind of the level of commentary you can expect on that. So uh, <laughs> super excited to get back into that. True, but we have both been religiously playing Elden Ring, which was written by George R. R. Martin or like he had some sort of writing connection to it. So um, at least we are still like our minds are primed and ready. Like we've been in the world of high fantasy for the past few months and we are ready to dive into this. So I'm so excited. I'm actually more excited to do the recaps with you than I am to watch the show. (laughs) The show I'm actually sort of ambivalent about, but I'm excited to 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 you know to to break it all down with you so that will be well, I'm so later. excited about the show because it's like about all these blonde people but they're like but which blonde person is better and I'm like oh <laughs> now you see how the rest of us feel in Texas okay being around all you fucking blondes you have blonde privilege with everything I'm excited to be really confused by um <laughs> by like more lore because you know it's like 
you know, in, in the original Game of Thrones, everything was like, well, back before the Great War, the Targaryens ruled, da 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 and then the king came, and then you get to this, and now it's going to be like, oh, this is the, ha- the stuff that happened. This is the lore that they would always talk about. Now we get to see it play out. But you know they're going to have more lore. They're like, well, back in the early times and the forming stones, the stones were the ones that were la- <laughs> ran- ruled the world. Da-da. You know, you're be like, oh, now i got to learn about the stones or something. Uh, yeah, it's going to be like lore lore. Lore, it's be super lore. <laughs> super lore. Free lore, lore, lore. So lore. Yeah, I'm so excited. that's going to be fun. I'm excited to go back on Reddit and just read the thread so I can understand what the hell's going on before each recap. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> what was that even about? <laughs> okay, well, today we're on something that's also got a lot of lore. It does, actually. Southern charm. It really does. A sad, real American lore. <laughs> How fun. <laughs> this mm, show, I mean, delicious. this show is- if there's any show that can like compete with Game of Thrones in terms of having a sprawling cast and lore, it's Southern Charm, oddly enough. Now, Catherine's pregnant, and she told me, I'm the daddy, not you, Shep, but we do need to do a paternity test. Like, I didn't even remember that scene. That is a very lore scene. It's so lore. Well, I mean, also, the, like, half the cast, their family is from, like, lore times. <laughs> like, they have family roots that go back to lore. You know, like hundreds of years doing terrible things. Oh, fun times. It's like a warm <laughs> hug, isn't it? Southern charm. Mm, feels good. Yay, gay rights. Yay, women's rights. We're going to do great there, everybody. I'm feeling it. Okay, um, let's go to Southern charm. Barbecues, breakups, and betrothals. Yeah. Uh, Naomi's the narrator again. Uh, I don't know if she's going to be our permanent narrator, but she it's our second week in a row where she's the narrator. Also, I think that last season they didn't even have a narrator, so if, I feel like they're back onto, onto it. So she's doing her oh, normal that's narrating. A big, that's a big crown because that used to be Cameron's thing, remember? Yeah. yeah so that's they, big that they found. I think they did it last year because I feel like I remember Craig being like, previously on Southern Charm. <laughs> uh, I feel like I remember that. But, yeah, you know, maybe. I guess it's nice. Um, I love that Naomi... You know, you know, we've all quit that job where you have to go back to that job and you're like, Ugh. or at least I have multiple times where I'm like, fuck all of you. I don't need this. And then the next day I'm like, turns out I need it. So <laughs> hi, um, what, what's my section? Um, but, you know, you go in with like a better attitude, like this time I'm going to make it work and I'm going to be positive. And Naomi's not at all. She's just like, Ugh. Shut up, Alexa. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> shut like, up. Would you like someone you to narrate sh- this for you? Shut your... She's like, I shut have your lore, lore also. Mouth. <laughs> She's like, let me add some lore to this. Okay, I'm, I'm plugging her, everybody. I'm so sorry. What are you I talking about? I have lore. It started in 1995. <laughs> She's like, need to get paternity tests. Okay, yeah, so we had that job we quit. and We come back to... Um, and Naomi just doesn't care. She's not going to come in with that positive attitude. She's like, previously on Southern Charm, like, why are you even watching that? What are you, dumb? <laughs> Fucking idiot. Lovo Lovo went to the park with her kid. God, you're <laughs> stupid for watching that scene. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, pretty much. That's like the vibe. And in fact, we do see uh, what everyone's doing around town. So Leva is on a swing and she's asking her son to push her. And that's the last we see of Leva for the episode. And yeah, then, congrats um, on that scene, Leva. You did great. <laughs> great work with that swing work wow when we said we needed a swing on this show we didn't mean a literal swing but you really nailed it so then yeah we meant just like a chorus person who could come in and do any any role in the chorus so um here's my question has lova mentioned that she left her husband 
<laughs> is uh, that going to be a thing on the show or are we just not going to talk did about that? Did that happen? I don't know. I did not realize that happened. Did it? Not, was it in my head? Is that gossip that I just dreamt about and thought was true? Hold on. Leva <laughs> left her husband. <laughs> this is how Southern. rumors begin. Yeah. Are we Let just not going to talk about the fact that Leva has been arrested on 44 charges of, of fraud? <laughs> Can I make that up? <laughs> okay. Leva Bonaparte, Game of Thrones. Are we not going to talk about the fact that Leva is a Targaryen? <laughs> oh, I so wait, I did that, that not happen? Okay, so maybe it didn't happen. I don't see it. Oh, maybe she divorced so, her house because it says Leva Bonaparte has said goodbye to her gorgeous home. So maybe that's all it is because they would have said on the internet. Okay, I'm sorry, Leva. So sorry, is, everybody out there. We are going to talk about it. We are not going to talk because it didn't happen. <laughs> no one's going to talk about your made up bullshit in your head, Ronnie. Okay. <laughs> Well, listen, as long as George Bush is still our president, I'm fine with whatever comes our way. Uh, I just, but I loved how you were like, for a moment, you had this moment of kind of outrage, like that, like you felt like, why are we not discussing this? This is a major thing. And I don't want to, I feel like Bravo's pulling the wool over all of our eyes when there's some major issue. Like she's trying to distract away. She's doing a swing scene, distracting away from her family problems. (laughs) I did. I had that cast anger. It's like, we put everything on TV. When are you going to share your life? (laughs) So I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. Um, Wow. Um, in wow. my head but you know it is good that everything you google from southern charm there's always a picture of that f- rat face thomas in it like <laughs> why is thomas in here no one asked about thomas okay it's a very specific search okay <laughs> why is it thomas ravenel <laughs> thomas ravenel uh who made a cameo as you already mentioned uh on this episode so uh, and in your birthday a- card that I bought you from Cameo. Just kidding. Could you imagine? <laughs> Man, this is Thomas. Thomas Ravenel. Ronnie loves you very, very much. We need to get a paternity test. <laughs> ben, this is Thomas Ravenel. I'm here to say while you may be a liberal snowflake, it's still your birthday. So happy birthday. <laughs> We're never going to get through this recap. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm in this kind of mood. I'm not even on drugs. Friday. It's Friday, and we still have girls' trip to do after this. So then, uh, all right, shut, Kay- shut, Ben. Stop wasting everybody's time. <laughs> <laughs> so Caleb's working out, and so I get tired watching it. He's like jumping up on a bench, and I'm like, "Stop it!" And then um, Vanita and her assistant are moving a TV in her place, and the ass- the assistant is like, "Ooh, look at that squat you just did." Squats are the moment. It's giving elegance. <laughs> just stop. Just stop. You don't have it in you. You don't have the gay man in you, insistent. <laughs> and then Austin is pretty much where you think he'd be in bed, dirty sheets. Yeah. You know, his alarm goes off and he just goes back to bed and uh, never closes his mouth once. So nope. there's that. So then we get a music change because now we're past the what people are doing in the day, which is nothing. Now it's now we get a we go from like don't put the boom, put the boom, put the boom to a and now we're at the barrel and um, that is a bar in a dog park, which is really the best idea I've ever heard. And um, yeah. also the only place you can take your dog if you want Pringle to join you. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think that there was any intention for Pringle to join. I think, though, that he just, like, heard the familiar sound of someone sidling up to a bar. And he's like, oh, well, I don't mind if I do. Hey, yeah, I was just in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, hey, I just happened to be in a bar across the street there. So <laughs> saw you over here. You guys have a, you guys have any beer here? You guys have a tap? Yeah, you guys have a tap at this dog park? Oh, you actually do. Oh, man, I've been asking that question for so many years in so many dog parks. Kind of finally worked out. <laughs> I feel like he needs a clown nose and a cigar. You know those old sad cloud paintings? <laughs> and a flower that squirts water. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So you're just going to turn him into Charlie Chaplin, I feel like. So, um, uh, yeah. So Shep is there with little Craig. He's like, you better not go in the marsh, Craig. And then, of course, we also get a, a flashback of when they were at this place. I specifically remembered it. When he said, don't go in the marsh, I was like, are they at that same fucking bar where the dog got into, like, the bog and came back all muddy? Because for some reason, that really bothered me. And sure enough, it was. Yeah. Yep, he's one of those dog parents that takes their dog to a lake and then yells at them when they go in the lake. You know, makes sense. Uh, so he goes to the bartender. He's like, how about the local blonde? I like blondes. Oh, oh, that's funny. Just, I'm not going to commit to any one, though. Just give me tasters of each one. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's like, listen, I'm going to try. I'm going to taste this blonde for five years. And then if I decide I don't want it anymore, <laughs> so be it. It's totally normal. So um, Craig, little Craig is barking, and he's like, what? Why don't you go play? You're unleashed. You're unfettered. <laughs> I'm like, please say that to Taylor. Please. <laughs> hey, uh, barkeep, can we set up a flat screen TV? Little Craig now loves watching the Vietnam War by Ken Burns in his free time. <laughs> Why do you want food? I just gave you a burrito. Gosh, you're just like Jekyll and Hyde. Hey, Pringle, there's a little Jekyll and Hyde in there, right? And he's like, uh, like Craig and Austin. Yeah. Uh, like Jekyll and Hyde, like Craig and all. All right. That was a little weak. Uh, I've only had two beers today. So <laughs> yeah, I got to work my way up to her. I'm just sort of getting a running start right now. <laughs> so, uh, then Craig is driving, talking to Paige. We get a indirect Hannah burner cameo. Cause we hear Paige go, Hannah, I gotta go. I love you so much. I'm actually still working on TV. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and so Craig is like, <laughs> Craig's like, so, did you talk about me? And she, and she's like, I said, you're like the cutest human ever. And I'm like obsessed with you. But that was, I was just talking to my reflection in the mirror. And then I was like, Craig's cool too. <laughs> I'm obsessed with y'all. So she <laughs> yeah, says I noticed she goes, y'all. I noticed that. Yeah, I'm obsessed with y'all. I was trying to think of a reason not to like you, but like I can't think of a reason to not like you. So like you're still like the cutest, y'all. <laughs> and he's like, I can't figure out what to do with this Austin situation because like, uh, like he was trying to figure out my timeline with you. Like if that overlapped with my timeline with her, like that was like pretty inappropriate. <sighs> like you know what? He wants people to have a problem with y'all. Okay, and Craig is like, "Well, I'm not sure if I want to be friends with him anymore." And, and she goes, "Well, the day that he stops having your back is the day that Yao should be stop being friends with him." Also, I'm a little concerned that he paid full price for that shitty shirt that he wears all the time. So, <laughs> so many problems. I mean, he's just trying to have people have a problem with Yao for no reason, and that's awful. Like, have you told him how Lindy's a slut yet? A really old slut. Tell him that works for me. Works for me every season. 
<laughs> so back to Pringle and Shep. Uh, Pringle's like, uh, so you're saying Craig's the problem, man? He's like, yeah, Craig is the problem. I mean, come on. Like, I know you're really busy in your pillow empire, but you still have to, like, foster your friendships. Like, I don't care where you are in life. Uh, I concur. <laughs> Wait. Did you say we should get another beer? Because that was what I was concurring to. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what concur means, but I know that you like words that people don't understand really in modern language, so I used it. Give me a beer. By all means, have another libation. You're unfettered, too. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to burn my bra or anything. (laughs) No, not liberation, a libation. (laughs) Oh, all right, I'll try it then. Twist my arm. (laughs) Could I get one of your liberation <laughs> brews? I never heard of that. No. <laughs> also, I love that they're all acting like Craig just invented, you know, the new like alternative to fuel, you know, to like to oil. <laughs> they're like, wow, Craig's success in <laughs> nuclear fission technology for automobiles has really affected his friendships. I know. It's like gosh. His pillows with lobsters on them. I, it's like we can't even be friends anymore. He's even gone into crabs. Wow. <laughs> wow, he's a real pill Gates. He's a real pillow Gates. <laughs> so Shep's like, uh, yeah, well, I hope him and Austin patch it up because that's a really important part. And that's why I told Austin that Craig does nothing but talk shit about him to try and break them up. Maybe I'll have a barbecue for the boys. That's me. Just want to bring everyone together, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, um, and the whole idea, and then we got back to Paige, who's like, um, I think that, like, what y'all need to do is, like, you need to have, like, you and Austin have to just, like, sit down and put it all on the table, and that way you can clear the air, and when you clear the air, you'll realize how shitty Austin is, and we don't have to ever talk about him again. <laughs> Friendly tired of getting spit in my eye every time he tries to make a joke at the table on double date night, so <laughs> that would be great, y'all. Um, meanwhile, Shep's like, let's talk about my barbecue, okay? Because we're going to do it at my house. A bar? No, my house, man. <laughs> do you live in a bar? No, my house. Do you serve little bowls of nuts or pretzels? <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'll be there. Listen, you got the cues. I got the answers, okay? <laughs> I know all the bar answers. No, barbecue is not about questions about bars. <laughs> So, uh, um, just when you thought, so then you're like, okay, cool. So that was a great scene. They're like, no, my scene's still going. I want to talk about Taylor. So now Shep is like, uh, he's like, so guess what? Taylor was late. I was so scared, but it was a false alarm. Also, she was late. She didn't show up on time. I was so mad. Then Prinkle drunkenly says something I don't understand. It sounds like he said, it's not opening that for sure. But I didn't know, so I rewound it. It's not opening that that for sure. For sure not opening that. (laughs) Taylor opening that. He's got like a bottle. He's like trying to use a bottle opener on a pebble on the ground. There's a a beer bottle that's stuck in the ground here. I'm just going to open it up. Don't try and do that one with your teeth. (laughs) All right, bro. Well, let me just get down on my knees here. I got a straw. I can sip right out of that stone. Chef's like, well, I don't know about getting married. I like autonomy, and I don't want that to come to an end. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Get it while you can, okay? Well, although Thomas is still getting people wanting to marry him, I guess there's just no end. You know, it's a city thing. 
it's, it's, a, it's a fucked it up is. city thing. Yeah. Also, get your tubes tied if you don't want it so bad. Okay. That's true. That's too. what real men do when they don't want it. They get their yeah. tubes tied. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Pringle is, he's basically like, well, I had kids when I was 35. And then Shep is like, whoa, gosh, when I was 35, I couldn't have kids. Are you kidding me? And this is when we get the, <laughs> the flashback of Shep sitting with Thomas Ravenel. And Thomas Ravenel's like, Catherine, she's two weeks late on her period. And she says, I'm the daddy and not you, but we're going to have to do a paternity test. Yikes. And it's so crazy seeing flashbacks on this and seeing everyone look so young. I mean, these two don't look young, but Shep looks like a younger 60 years old here. You yeah. Know? He looks like uh, smoother somehow. Commercials. Here comes one right now. So then um, we're back and Pringle's like, but you want a kid someday, right? Like, it's just what you do, isn't it? And Shep's like, no, I don't. I mean, everyone's like, wow, so rewarding. Oh, my God, I have a baby. Oh, my God, I have someone who looks like me. Whoa, it's like a little tiny person in a baseball cap with an American flag on it. But you know what? Like, I feel like my life is going to be done. He's like, oh, uh, no, it's just your version of life that you know right now is done. Let me put it to you this way. When you finish a bottle of beer, do you say, there's no more beer in the world? No, you open up another bottle. Just that <laughs> version of the beer experience was done. <laughs> He's like, well, have you guys been arguing about it or anything you've been arguing about? And Shep's like, well, the more it becomes a talking point, the more I disengage. And Taylor's like, yeah, I know. But I'm like, yeah, but is it registering it? Well, maybe stop having sex without protection, you dope. Like, there's no... like. <laughs> What are you doing when you're like, because he says later, he's like, we're not using protection, so we'll see. What the fuck kind of thing is that to do? You know, you're basically telling someone, <laughs> let's leave it up to fate. Yeah. You know? It feels like um, if you don't want something to happen, just take the very simple measures to make sure it doesn't happen. <laughs> and, then you're, and then you're set. Um, well, not, you're not guaranteed to be set, but you're going to help out yourself out a lot more. So then, um, uh, by the way, I'm I'm sad that I'm at a place in my life that when I hear someone say disengage, I'm like, disengage. <laughs> I'm disengaging from this conversation. <laughs> Meredith Mark just swoops in in feathery sleeves. Like, I'm like to disengage from this Charleston show. Uh, you can't dress like a big bird in Southern Charm. They'll shoot your ass. Okay. No. Yeah, she's going to need to have an outfit change before she comes to this show. So he's like, why screw with something going so well? Like, my life isn't set in stone right now. Like, I don't even know where I'm going to be in six months. I do. You're going to be in some fucking house that your parents bought you in the same fucking place you've always been, wearing stinky <laughs> clothes you found on the floor and boxer shorts that you just sniffed to make sure they only smell two days old. That's where you're going to be. Just older. Okay, why are we pretending that you're going to like suddenly go off and win the Nobel Peace Prize for like excavating volcanoes in Rwanda? Like, get out of here. I mean, Shep is is so predictable that we recognize the marsh that his dog went into last season. (laughs) He's that predictable. Then, but then Pringle does. If you have a kid, if you have a kid, you know where you'll be. So he's sort of doing that, like I have a kid shaming, or at least I'm projecting that into it. But I'm sensing that he's doing the like. Once you have, when you have a kid, it opens up your life. So then, yeah, it's like, well, you'll know where you're being six months if you have a kid. Yeah, in a fucking dog park having a beer. Like, what changed <laughs> about your life? Come on, you guys. I know where you'll be in six months once you have a kid. Not hanging out with friends. 
So Taylor, um, meanwhile, meanwhile, now it's another the other side of it. Now we have Taylor at Kids on King on Mar- and and she's with Marcy. Oh, toxic Marcy. Marcy's toxic as fuck. I'm saying that <laughs> right you. now. That that is my prejudgment of this Marcy. I don't trust this girl at all. I I agree. I there's something I don't trust about her. I am like I think she is up to no good. <laughs> she <laughs> is no good. She looks evil. I don't trust her. She looks like she's too, you know, her whole thing about talking about her money all the I don't know, she's gross. She looks and so who evil. Take some who's like, hey, want to meet in a baby store? Who does that to someone they know is desperate to have a baby yeah. and is not like in the position to have one yet? You know, but hey, I know what we can do meet in the baby store. Want to do that, honey? My family owns this road. <laughs> <laughs> I need her to have like a little wooden pipe and just like an open can of like, uh, you know, beans or something. She reminds me of some sort of villain, like a cartoon villain, and I'm trying to place it. But I'm also afraid that if I do place it, it's going to be too cruel. So (laughs) everyone just think of a cartoon villain, and it's probably the one I'm thinking of. She's giving me like Lady Popeye at this point. I don't mean olive oil because I love her, but like a lady version of Popeye. Honestly, she's giving me she's giving me like that that burlap that burlap like (laughs) you know no I'm just not going to Sackboy. No, not Sackboy. What was He's the bad guy? What was the bad guy in Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack Frost, right? No, no, that Jack Skellington was. Oh, was. Jack Skellington was a good guy. Yeah, oh, the bad guy. I don't know, but I already I know, agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I actually am being too mean for myself. I'm like, I'm taking it all back. Like, I'm get. I sense that she's evil, but even evil people just don't deserve to be like on right. the burlap sack. There's so, just something about her. Yeah, it's not like a look thing. It's just. It's not like a physical look thing. It's an actual look, like from the eyes. It's her look that she's giving. <laughs> yeah, wait, I think wait, wait, wait. By the way, but that being said, do look. <laughs> I can't believe I compared her to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mean. Look Villain up. I think his name is Oogie Boogie. <laughs> for Christmas. Oogie. That's terrible. That, well, that's a I ghost. <laughs> it's a burlap. It doesn't look a like burlap, a ghost. A burlap ghost. Well, how did I, I turn into the nice one in the podcast by I calling apologize. her Popeye? I, I mean, said, he's lovable. You know what? I take it back. I take it back, Marcy, because <laughs> I thought I well no because in my mind I thought like the the burlap ghost looked like one thing, but then when I saw the picture I was like whoa, I overshot that one, <laughs> I overshot it. Okay. Anyway, the but point I is think I think she she's evil. evil. I'm getting <laughs> does, I'm getting an evil sense from she her. She does have evil. It. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Taylor's like, oh my god, your boobs are looking good. Are they filling up with milk? And she's like, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. She's like, well, are there things you need? Like maybe a, like a diaper bag? So they do some diaper bag shopping. And well, Taylor's like, oh, wow, I can't wait to see what your baby's going to look like. And Marcy's like, oh, here, I got it on my phone. It's an ultrasound. It looks like John, fucking loser. <laughs> Can you hear me in there, baby? That's right, I said it. You look like the poor one in the family. <laughs> Get used to it. This is, the, you know, I had a, just a rant, like literally a day ago, about how I can't stand when people, like their, their baby, it was Diana, Diana Jenkins being like oh my little baby she's like a party animal you know like when people like uh, like like basically project all sorts of attributes onto their babies when their babies are just basically you know bubbling goo you know and which is fine that's what babies babies do but parents a lot of times project all this stuff onto the baby that they think the baby's doing and 
uh, an extension of that is when people are like, oh my God, look at the ultrasound. It looks just like John. I was like, okay, it's an ultrasound. Okay, ma'am, you need to relax. But then they showed a close up and I was like, oh, actually, you're, it's not so much that the baby looked like John. It's more like John looks like an ultrasound. <laughs> 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 well they did she did do because she, she seems disinterested to me like she's talking like i want to have a baby but then she was also like oh yeah i was a party girl i don't want to fucking get married that loser but you know here we are <laughs> uh, that's the impression i'm getting from her but then she takes the ultrasound and then she found a picture of her husband's face angled exactly the same way as the fetus is <laughs> yes. angled it's so weird that she did that i think he did it I think he was like, oh, my God, it looks like me here. I went through all of our iCloud for, you know, the past 11 years or whatever. I think he did it and put a side by side and she just has it because I can't imagine her doing that. Just it's not going with my prejudgment. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm still feeling incredibly guilty about about what I call you. <laughs> oh, get over it. <laughs> get over it. I'm like, it. she's a wonderful person, guys. She's so lovely and she's beautiful. Okay, so Taylor's like Taylor's talking about like how she is um like her family's very traditional and religious and so even though she had a like she was scared that she had the false alarm but she wants to wait till marriage before she has a baby, you know? Um but the but problem you is went that- off the pill. <laughs> This makes no sense. This is making me fucking crazy. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Uh, well, she believes in the sanctity of a natural birth, baby. So uh, Marcy is basically like, um, say, Marcy tells us the whole thing about how Shep is really afraid of commitment and that no one in their family has been divorced ever. And if he had a wife and they broke up, like he'd be totally looked down upon harshly. Yeah, I found this interesting because she's basically saying it's not that he's afraid of marriage as much as he is afraid of divorce because you're a real loser in their family if you're divorced. And she's like, I really respect that because we're in it for the long haul in this family. Trust funds pay out monthly, not lump sums, which helps, I guess. <laughs> Meemaw really got us all in line with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of undue pressure to put on people in that enormous family of theirs. And I'm sure... And then- there's some unhappy marriages in there. I'm just going to say it right now. Yeah. And she says, well, if you do get pregnant, I think he would rise to the occasion. Well, yeah. I mean, it seems like that's what's going on, right? Because he's like, we're off. It's not like it's a secret that they're not using birth control. He's like, neither one of us is using birth control. So I don't know. I guess he's like hoping that he's forced into it somehow. Like, gosh, wasn't my choice, but here I am, you know? Yeah, typical I can't tell. Boy, I can't. Typical man child. Yeah. So now uh, we go over to Madison at a bar with Vanita, and they're ordering some drinks. And Madison's like, Have you been? You look so dewy. Which I know that's, I guess, a compliment being dewy. You're sort of like sun kissed or whatever. Like there's sort of like a glisten. I don't ever want to be called Dewey. No one called me Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when I'm Dewey, it's like, wow, Ronnie, did you just walk from one end of that restaurant to the other? Because you look like it's been through a marathon. So, yeah, when when I'm Dewey, it's like sweating. Okay. But for her, she just means like well moisturized. And they do that yeah. whole like, wow, you're giving me gossip girl vibes, girl. She's like, oh, well, I'll be your Blair. Okay, Serena. I go, oh, <laughs> Both of you shut up. So, XOXO, um, shut up. 
Madison's like, well, our birthdays are coming up. We should have party. She's like, well, yours is actually over, but you're still <laughs> celebrating it anyway. Oh, yeah, because I'm a Libra. Is that a Libra thing? You just I never shut so. up about your birthday? Yeah, apparently it is. That was something that was, you know, when when whoever invented the horoscope, that was one of the stipulations. <laughs> who did that? Jupiter. Who started the who started the horoscope? Who was the one who, who created that? <laughs> someone Love someone sat that. Someone sat down at one point and was like, <laughs> "Guess what? This is what I think about Aries." You know, <laughs> oogie boogie. So <laughs> Vanita, um, so Madison, they start talking about how Madison's in love, and uh, she's like, "Never did I think I would meet a man that would make me want to be a better person." Oh God. <laughs> Mm, yeah. So yeah, she it's hard met. for me to believe this because that's a movie thing to say, right? You make me want to be a better person. Oh, just be a better person. How about just? <laughs> Why do you need someone to make you want to be a better person? That's so gross. It's like putting a lot of responsibility on me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I, I like that. Just be a better person. Don't meet someone yeah. who makes you want to be a better person. I actually think she's doing a great job. Um. And I base that solely on the fact that she takes her son to that incredible Sunday place that she went to last season with Austin. <laughs> oh God, I've wanted. It's gonna, I'm. I may need to get a. Oh, I'm gonna get a Sunday today. I'm not even joking. <laughs> You're not really a, excited that she's even supporting the kid. It's that she's supporting ice cream. <laughs> You're like, wow. My my like warp views on parenting are so on display <laughs> this week. I can't even hide. I'm just like a wretch. They are, and you're gonna pull a chef and just be like, Ugh. well, guess what? You know, um, I <laughs> had a baby. Dom and I are, and I are and adopted a baby. Mm, don't think so. Well, we, we might yeah. adopt a baby, but I, I just won't care for it. I'm gonna be like Caroline Stanbury. Be like, it's yours. <laughs> you no, do it. Neither of us want a baby. Until that Absolutely. baby can work a PlayStation controller, I'll have <laughs> nothing to do with it. Baby, bring me my cookbook. Thank you. <laughs> so they're talking. Vanita's like, oh, yeah, he has you grounded. And she tells us their love story. She's like, I met him at a bachelorette party in Scottsdale. We made eye contact. And I found love instantly. I definitely think he could be the one. One time I said born and he said for corn. That's going in our vows. I'm also going to have corn today, by the way. No joke. <laughs> he has BCE. Big corn energy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you're having quite a day over there. You're going to have a Sunday in corn and no children. So have fun. Have fun with your Friday, it's Ben. It's called the perfect barbecue. It's called the perfect barbecue. Hey, Ben, what are you up to? Oh, I'm on my Sunday. Before or after your corn, Ben. <laughs> Tell me the truth. I'm having a Sunday in the morning, and it was spontaneous. Because I don't have kids. <laughs> it's 10 a.m., and I'm having a Sunday. <laughs> no. So, um... Yeah, they're talking about this guy, and she says he has big corn energy. <laughs> and so she's like, what about you? You dying? And she's like, no, because I'm just, like, so hyper-focused on my influencer career, you know? It's, like, really hard. Like, I don't want someone in my space when I'm thinking, like, what skirt I'm going to pair with what boots in three days for my next photo shoot. You know what I'm saying? She's like, yeah, it's really hard. You're a career girl. <laughs> I am gagging. Get out of here. Sorry, that's my assistant. She's still trying to workshop some gay phrases. <laughs> yes. More energy, please. <laughs> she is the moment. Just go go back to the house. Just go back to the house. Let me have my lunch. Well, Vanita has issues because she found out that her ex was cheating. Via an Instagram DM, which is oh. why you should just 
when you're dating someone, you should destroy their phones and their ability to communicate with the outside world. I know that sounds like abusive behavior, but it's called keeping something together. Okay? We've got all the tips for living your life today. <laughs> all the tips. So, <laughs> Southern living. Southern, there's something about Southern Ironic recaps that <laughs> brings out all our, all our sage <laughs> advice. So um, Vanita is saying it was nice to see Madison and Austin getting along so well. And she goes, I am retired. As in, I am re-tired of the drama. See what I did there? I had surprisingly good wordplay, actually. <laughs> I don't really get what she's saying half the time, to be honest. But I think she's like so pretty and I love her voice. <laughs> and she's mean to Austin. And so she's mean to I'm, Austin. I'm generally pro. And she inserted herself <laughs> into a, a love triangle with J-Lo, which I still think is such a triumph to be able to do that. <laughs> And she starts fights in, like, the most subtle way. Like, right now. She goes, So, yeah, I'm retired. But, you know, that party was interesting, huh? I saw people screaming. And Vanita's like, yeah, Olivia was screaming at me for trying to help Naomi. Which didn't happen. Okay. Like, (laughs) let's be honest. And she's like, and I was like, excuse me, ma'am. And she goes, well, you know, I feel bad because I saw her get attacked. She's like, who? Olivia, she goes, "Uh uh-uh. She goes, "Uh uh-huh. Now, Vanita, why don't you just abble? She makes like the zip it, like to shut your mouth. (laughs) Yeah, like the shut face. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, Madison just came right in. Hey, honey, good to see you. I'm in love. So good to see you. Want to have a birthday party together? Can we have some deviled eggs and some french fries? You're a bitch. I know. Wow, what the hell? I was totally surprised. I thought thought there'd be like, yeah, that that Olivia, she needs to learn her place. I thought that's what the vibe was going to be like. But Madison was kind of like, what are you doing? And so then Vinny's like, well, I'm too much of a fixer. I like to come in and fix. Like my assistant, uh been trying to show her RuPaul's Drag Race. Nothing's really sticking, but I'm going to work at it. I love to fix. Uh, so, um, Madison says, um, okay, what planet are you living on? What planet are you living on, Vanita? Okay, Naomi speaks like five different languages. She's not a dumbass. She'll figure it out. Not our problem. And then we get a, a devil deck. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be an argument, you know, because I, I would have been like, excuse you. I was just trying to stick up for my friend. That's how yeah. I would have been. But Vanita's like, actually, she makes a good point. I'm like, oh, wow. A real Vanita's, friendship. Vanita's like very level headed and normal. Like, remember, I mean, last week, they're sort of overlooking the fact that last week Vanita already apologized to Olivia. Vanita already went. It's like, oh, by the way. That wasn't cool, so sorry about that. <laughs> so I don't know why they're acting like they're in a feud. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Olivia is too, which is weird. Uh, don't trust her either. We'll don't, get well, to her. We'll get to you. Yeah, I don't trust Olivia at all, mainly because she's like got hearts in her eyes for Austin, so that makes me automatically feel like she's trash. Until she's not trash. <laughs> her mom is terrifying. So speaking of, hmm. let's go to her mom, yeah. um, Robin. Um, so Olivia's at home at her parents' house and her mom is making her like a big fancy snack tray. And to make my snack trays, I put my hair up because you never (laughs) want your hair to get in the tray. But then as soon as I serve a tray, I bring my hair down because I'm a lady. It's like that song by Willow Smith. I whip my hair back and forth, except it's more like I tie my hair up nicely and pert. I tuck my hair up nicely and pert. Doesn't have the quite same ring. <laughs> Doesn't really rhyme, but that's just why I'm a happy stay at home cheese maker for my daughter. 
So um, Olivia's like, wow, Mom, I could really get used to this. And she's like, yeah, well, that's an advantage of staying home. <laughs> I may not be Jewish, but I'll tell you my favorite song. Tradition. <laughs> Tradition. Wives don't work, wives don't work, wives don't work. Tradition. Is this the little glass of tequila I poured? Is this the glass of tequila I just drank? <laughs> um, she Daddy's has- not home, so don't tell him. <laughs> I like that Robin's like a secret drinker at home when daddy's away making triangle cheesecake <laughs> cheese plates for her yeah, kid. Yeah, those triangles. Well, I mean, it was. I don't think she's. Those look like they were like pre-sliced, and then she just like took them out of the supermarket tray and just put them on a different tray, and she arranged them almost like in a. It was not like a chevron pat. It was like almost like a sun. Like she was making a sun out of them. I don't know. It was just this weird collection of triangles. <laughs> that bothered me but um uh i also it was like bp like the like the bp logo she's like the yeah, bp we believe, <laughs> we believe in the big gasoline <laughs> this cheese plate is to celebrate the real workers in our country gas and oil this cheese plate is to celebrate the real heroes of the of the gulf of mexico bp okay they didn't know what was gonna happen that's not their fault <laughs> little callback to an environmental disaster from 10 years ago. Commercials. Here comes one right now. But, um, oh. uh, what I was going to say was I also like that they have, they have got, um, there are two dogs there that are like begging for cheese and the dogs are named exactly what you would imagine Robin would name two dogs. Lala and Marlin. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Lala, I'm talking to Olivia right now. Oh, Lala, you so want some of that cheese. Hang now, Lala, how do you ask for cheese? Oh, oh that's my girl. And Marley, how do you do? You lick your chops, you little sassafras. Don't tell your daddy I said that word when he comes home. I'm like that. <laughs> That'll be our little secret, sassafras. So they and Olivia's like, Mom, is it too early for wine? And this is when she's like, Daddy's not home, so it's not. Don't tell him. <laughs> oh, your daddy, he's Mr. Right. And Olivia's like, Yeah, I mean, you guys have been together 35 years and a day and one hour and two minutes. God, I miss him. Oh, I just know all the qualities you see in your daddy. That's what you should look for in a man. I'm like, What? So she can spend the rest of her life fucking hiding in a closet with a bottle of wine? Sounds <laughs> Great, Robin. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Robin. So, uh, Robin uh, is asking about Austin, and Olivia says that Austin wants to basically Netflix and chill. And she's like, uh uh-uh. uh, when he needs to put a little bit more effort into that one, he's got at least a sassafras and serve up some triangle cheese for you. <laughs> he got the wrong girl for that, Netflix and chill. <laughs> And Olivia's like, yeah, but I'm 30 and all my friends are settling down and getting married. So it's like, I'm not like just dating to date. I'm dating to make my parents happy for me. I just want someone who's sweet and considerate. Like, I want you to pick me up at the airport. And like, if you're getting Postmates, ask me if I want some Postmates. I I might not not be getting anything from it, but at least ask me. It's like, oh my God, what kind of shallow ass list is this in a person? Get a fucking personal assistant with your parents' money and shut the fuck up. You don't deserve love. (laughs) 
Whose list is that? <laughs> Order so me a Postmates. If- <laughs> well, I'm, I assumed it meant that if we're sitting on a sofa together, you should like invite me to, to your Postmates order. But I think it, it is a little irrational if you're in two separate houses to, to try to like, feel like you want to get <laughs> no, on this Postmates, no. you know? And then she's no, like... No, I see. I saw it the way that you saw it, but still, like... That's what you're worried about, and who are you dating? Wait that a you second, would even I'm, have pushing to back. I'm pushing back. I'm pushing back. If you're dating someone who orders something off of Postmates and then is like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I just ordered something. Oh, you wanted something? No, that person is done. I'm sorry. I'm actually with her on that." No, of course. But what I'm saying is like, why? How is that even a thing on your list? Like, who wouldn't well, offer you something on right. Postmates? Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like a very shallow list. Like, she's worried about having a ride to the airport and like ha- having someone offer her, you know, a well, Postmates order. It's it's just weird. It's sad. It's shallow. Is what she's I'm very app focused because she's also like, and I shouldn't be Ubering. He should be coming to pick me up. And another thing, <laughs> I shouldn't have to believe in a Yelp review. You should be set. Cutting out five stars and sending them to the restaurant yourself for me. <laughs> and if you can't say how you feel about me in 21 words or less, it's like, okay, okay. So um, uh, the mom's like, well, you know, you went to a party and you saw some people over there. What were they like? Hopefully they were married if they were together. <laughs> and Olivia's like, well, yeah, also I shouldn't be Ubering. <laughs> yeah, you just said that. Sorry. Um, and the mom's like, well, did you meet anybody interesting at that party whose face wasn't buried into their telephone? <laughs> she goes, well, there was a little bit of a hiccup at the party. <laughs> and, and you know, she says about the little spat. And Robin is like, well, you can't control who's going to be a sassafras, can you now? But as long as you're nice, you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Sorry for my language. What is this, Eddie Murphy raw? <laughs> I've got to clean it up. Um, and so Olivia tells us, yeah, well, like, I don't really know why it was, like, that big of a deal, but, like, it should be squashed easily. And, like, I'm not done with Naomi and Vanina. I was just, like, thrown off with it. It's like, so what? There's like, you need to have a fight about it. What is she saying? I'm not done. Like, I'm not done with them. Meaning, I'm not done being friends with them. Or does she mean like, well, I'm not done with them. I don't know. I was. Con- I it, se- it seems sort of like an like one of those phrases that people say because it sounds tough, but it actually doesn't mean anything, you know. But I, I think it means okay. that she's going to be. Friends I'm not with really them. sure. I don't know. Hmm. It's a real puzzler. Okay. So then, uh, <laughs> Patricia's house. <laughs> Then we I need Pat- this to be three hours long for no reason. Okay, she is an enigma. So that's it. Yeah, Patricia. We're at Patricia's <laughs> house, and uh, she needs to go somewhere. So now Whitney has. He is not just her son; he's her chauffeur, and uh, so he's literally front seat, Patricia's back seat. Like <laughs> they're literally doing that. And there's uh, and I don't know. Is it? A, I forgot. Was it a Rolls? I think they're in a Rolls. Is it Rolls or Bentley? Whatever it is, there's like a little fridge that's embedded in the armrest, and there's some champagne in there. <laughs> and uh, Whitney doesn't really know how to do it, so they leave like the little refrigerator door open, like the armrest refrigerator door open, which actually really bothered me. I was like, "Look, is this feature totally excessive? Yes, but if you're gonna have it." Don't let all the cold air out. <laughs> Figure it out, Whitney. Well, that was so funny because she's like, oh, should I shut this or keep it open? I think it's supposed to be shut to keep it cold. And he's like, keep it open. She's like, hmm. That's what she does now. She does this like passive aggressive. 
Hmm. Yeah. So he's like, buckle your seatbelts, mother. <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> It's going to be a bumpy night, Mother. She's like, where have I heard that one before, Whitney? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall, of course. Uh-uh, that was Betty Davis, Whitney. What did I send you to boarding school for? What did they teach you over there? <laughs> He's like, no, it wasn't, Mother. Lauren Bacall, for sure. She goes, I will bet you $100 it was Betty Davis. And he goes, I will bet you $1,000 it was Lauren Bacall. Which, I, I love this, like... <laughs> <laughs> this very specific Whitney and Patricia bet that they have going on about like Betty Davis versus Lauren Bacall. And then Patricia goes, I know a Betty Davis quote when I hear one. And amazingly, the producers actually can pull up a random ass Betty Davis quote that she does from like season two. I'm like, who, what <laughs> producer was like, oh, I seem to remember from eight years ago, Patricia said, what a dump. It was Whitney or Patricia I was like, hey, remember when I said that when I saw Whitney's loft or whatever when he moved into that Ann Taylor? I need a clip of that. Someone find that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so um, um, yeah, he's like, I feel very uh, driving Miss Daisy mother. She, Good. That's how I want you to feel. Hulk. <laughs> All right. Let's get to this farming market, whatever they call it. Yeah, and then we learned uh, that um, Whitney lost his dad to leukemia, which was really sad. And and Patricia uh, talks a little bit about their past and said that, that they were together for 15 years, but then they got divorced because he needed a corporate wife doing parties for clients. And I was selling paintings to museums and traveling and memorizing Betty Davis quotes. And we were always friendly and I adored him. He was a great father to Whitney. He was a fabulous man and he was so attractive in every way. And uh, so they go shopping in the farmer's market, and um, when he's like, oh, well, anything we should be uh, focusing on here in the farmer's market? And the lady's like, winter squash! <laughs> oh my god, shut up! Are you kidding? Alexa's what? back? She came yes, back? you don't hear her? I thought you unplugged her. Oh, she's telling me I don't have internet. Lady, I'm on the phone with Ben on Skype. I know I have the internet. Oh, she stopped. I was going to give you her monologue. Shut up. She's a real sassafras. We'll see how you like that. Sassafras. Sorry for my language. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, the lady suggests winter squash, and Pat's like, what's that? Domestic arts, elude me. What is that? And she goes, Whitney cooks, but he's vegan. I'm going to let that hang in the air for a moment. And it's hard to make vegetables exciting every night. And then we see them walking through the farm stand, and she goes, Whitney, lima beans, lima beans. You know, there was a whole conversation about, (laughs) you think there'll be lima beans today? Mother, there are definitely no more lima beans right now. I bet you $1,000 they got lima beans today. Whitney has lost like $18,000 so far on this trip with his mother. You know that's so true. <laughs> and she's like, I miss Michael and I want bacon. <laughs> so they go back in the car and she's like, I'm going to open this bottle and it's still not cold. Well, you left the damn fridge door open. I mean, what the <laughs> hell? The armrest, because I think they were concerned that by closing the fridge door, it was going to break the glasses or something. I don't know. I think I think that's something like you like that needs to be figured out because because uh, that's wasteful to have 
to open up that warm champagne. If it's going to be, if you have a champagne bottle in a big ass luxury car like that, it better be chilled. It's wasteful. I love you. It is. It's, it's wasteful waste- to drive a Rolls Royce. Yeah, but you don't have to add like extra <laughs> These are waste. not the kinds of people who are like, I hope we don't waste that glass. Llama beans. Oh, these llama, can we put <laughs> llama these in- beans. Can we put these llama beans in the champagne fridge and the armrest? They don't go bad. I'll bet you $50 million they don't have Lauren Bacall lima beans. (laughs) So then we go to Craig on the phone in his car, and he is calling. uh, It's a big car episode. Yeah, Southern Charm has always shot in their cars. I think because (laughs) the town still thinks it's classy or something and refuses to let them shoot in a lot of places. So they just always shoot in the car. (laughs) It's an old tradition on this show. Yeah. Yeah, so Craig is just driving around, uh, and he calls Austin, and he's like, I'm just running some errands. What are you doing? And Austin's like, um, uh, honestly, I just finished eating a sandwich on Pitt Street. That's what I got going on. It's like, wow, great scene so far, I have to say. <laughs> so many fascinating updates. Thanks for being honest. Yeah. <laughs> and Craig's like, all right, let's meet at the Pitt Street Bridge. <laughs> so they go meet at this bridge, and um, it's really awkward. And they're it's just like kind of, movie. you know, yeah. Craig's like sitting there with his legs crossed, looking out over the water, and Austin's just moving his mouth and his tongue around, but saying nothing. And Craig is like, "Well, I feel like there's like a disconnect, so like we should like talk." <laughs> yeah, and so Austin's like, "Well, I don't understand why you're pushing me away from you." And he's like, and Craig goes, "Well, sometimes it feels like you're trying to tear me down, and I don't understand it, especially from someone who's supposed to be um, one of my best friends." So basically, they just have the fight that Austin feels like he's such a champion of Craig, which is hilarious. And Craig's like, yeah, then if you're such a champion, then why are you going over to Naomi and telling her that I slept with Paige all of these times? Like, what do you care? And Craig, he's like, okay, well, but like, I don't care, Craig, but like, if you told me, but like, I feel like, like I'm an outsider and then you may feel stupid about it. And that's why I was asking. That's not why you asked. You didn't ask because you felt like an outsider. You were trying to fuck up his relationship. Yeah. Well, he was testing Craig because his whole thing is that he feels like Craig is not being honest with him. So he was trying to see, like, was he lying to me again? Was he lying to me again? Um, Which, you know, and then he found that he was lying to him again, which is true. But then Craig's lying to him because Austin's a shitty friend. So that's how it goes. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, Um, not going to tell Shitty people being friends. Yeah, it's basically what's happening. And yeah. so he's like, but you've been a shitty friend to me, too. He's like, you're only my friend when it's convenient. And then you get a girlfriend and then you just ditch me, which, you know, I kind of get. But like, isn't that what you do in a way, too? And yeah. Austin would do that, too, in two seconds. Didn't Austin do that so, to Shep? Um, By the way, didn't Austin have this yeah. exact same issue with Shep? Like Actually, two seasons yeah. ago when they Actually, had their big fight. Actually, this was his storyline with him. Yeah, wasn't that <laughs> Austin's whole thing was that he was not going to start telling Shep things because he didn't feel like it was basically safe in their friendship, so he's not going to bother doing it. So he should know exactly what's going on. So then Craig is like, well, when have I been a bad friend to you? And Austin's like, well, when you were single and didn't want to be alone, we hung out. Yeah, basically, like, you would, you bailed once you got a girlfriend. So, um, and then Austin's like, Craig and, then and I. Austin does his, Yeah. He's like, Craig and I I weren't... Do we have a delay or something? I don't mean to be talking over you like this. Uh, We probably do. My internet's been fucked all morning. And there's... uh, there's, 
I've reset my modem, all that stuff. So, you know, it's very frustrating. Well, SARS, I just don't mean to be talking over you. Go ahead. Well, I'm no, just not I, doing it on purpose. Just want it noted. No, it, no, it, it noted did not take offense to it. Thank you. Um, I don't want us to have a have to have a bench conversation later. <laughs> I know. Let's sit awkwardly on a bench like we're in a foreign <laughs> film. Hmm. But basically, yeah. So Austin says that like his longest relationship he's had has been with Craig. So he just wants it to be good. Yeah, and he tries to do fake tears. It's like Austin's victim moment, you know, as he tries to have every time he's fucking up in a relationship, as we've learned on this show. It turns into like, oh, oh ah. um, so they decide to be friends again. But Craig's like, well, look, it doesn't have to stay toxic. Just like try not to sabotage my relationships anymore. Okay, good talk. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're like, let's hug it out. So they go to hug, and then they're like, I don't think we've ever hugged. Like, yeah. And then they decide to fist bump instead because, you know, a hug. <laughs> that's like, that's crazy. Men don't hug. So um, yeah. so then we go to Catherine, who's driving. <laughs> so Catherine's driving, but it's a twist on the driving scene in that it's like pouring, pouring rain. Like, it's like she might as well be in a car wash for all we know. Like I was looking out to see if there was any like, like flaps just smacking her car. Cause it was raining so hard. Uh, she's talking to Caleb's mom on the phone about her relationship and Caleb hasn't come back in five days. And the mom's like, well, Debbie is like, well, I know that he loves you, you know, and I know that he's trying. He just doesn't, you know, he's exasperated and doesn't really know, what to do and Catherine's like yeah but for him to leave my abandonment issues like whoosh triggered it's like yeah but it's like when you're constantly like <laughs> make you know fighting with somebody and they leave like i don't know abandonment issues i feel like are like where you're not doing anything and then you're abandoned you know mm. like if you're like pushing people and then they get mad and walk out you can't be like hey abandonment issues like you were pushing me out what the hell yeah, but that being said, five days seems very excessive for this fight. I, I think it's crazy, and um, I don't think it's actually very cool for Caleb to go away for five days. Um, you know. So then Catherine is like, um, she she's just concerned that they've been having issues for a while, and she's like just talking to Debbie. And at one point during this intense rainstorm, Catherine just has no hands on the wheel, <laughs> and I don't think it was a Tesla. She just has like she's holding a phone in one hand, and the other hand she's just like gesturing with. And I'm like, ma'am, it is a rainstorm. You put one hand on that wheel right now, okay? No, Cause... she's like turning the pages of a People magazine with her feet. Like her feet aren't, aren't even on the gas and the brakes. Like <laughs> Catherine makes no effort. I don't know how she has ever driven. She's always driven like that on this show. Always, but like at least before, it's been in like. Cl like clear weather it's not it's not good like when it's clear weather but now it's actually raining i'm like you can't even see out your windows and you don't have a single hand on the car and then you see the wheel just sort of like going left and right on its own a little bit like it's kind of being moved by the wheels i'm like oh my god she's like crocheting <laughs> the car is moving um so she's like well i just don't know if we're going towards the same thing like i don't know if he's making the effort that i need him to and debbie's like well he does care he just doesn't know what to do how about make him some dinner and you know look make him some dinner and then maybe have some fun time like show him how to not bag trash okay <laughs> that might be fun for you guys and she's like okay i'm gonna make dinner now I thought Debbie knew Catherine really well. Wouldn't she know by now not to ask Cat, not to suggest that Catherine makes dinner, especially for her son? Yeah, that 
Well, yeah. I mean, uh, based on the culinary offerings presented later in the episode, <laughs> which appeared to be meatballs and a ketchup sauce. Hey, you know what would help your problems with my son? Give him some good old-fashioned salmonella for a while and nurse him back to health. What yeah, the hell, Debbie? I yeah, I did not think this was the best advice. Just be like, how about just have dinner, light some candles, and say, let's have a do-over. I'm like, mm, I don't think that's actually addressing any of the issues, but fine. So then, Shep, uh, we go over to Shep, and uh, he, it's time for the barbecue, and his friend Tony has come over to do the cooking because last time it was a disaster, and uh, Shep is really excited to make some tuna and he's like oh man want me to leave the tuna refrigerated let's make some tuna i'm so excited for the tuna gosh so um so that's just setting the scene for later on an issue with the tuna because <laughs> the tuna does not make it to the plate the tuna issue so the guys all start coming over and chef's all excited to gossip because of course pringles there first and he's like Oh, it seemed like there's a little story to tell from Caleb, so we're going to get the scoop on that. I was like, where are you about your fucking tuna, you fucking yeah. weird 60-year-old gossip? Yeah. Worry yeah, about ex- the tuna. Exactly. And, well, the, the update on the tuna is that he's he then announces to Tony, he's like, well, the tuna's been in there for about five days, so let me just take it out. I'm like, your tuna's been in there for five days? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, and you like no Taylor? It's pack up your your fallopian tubes and go somewhere else because this is not someone you want to be caring for your child. They doesn't even know how to care for raw tuna, right? And that's kind of my thing with her. Like, what are you doing? You're with a man who you know that tuna's been in there five days. You know what I mean? Like, you know that she smelled that tuna. Like, is this what you want to subject a child to? So Pringle's like, I got hamburgers and hot dogs. They're made from bulls. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I was wondering what that was all about. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know. That's what the guy told me when when I traded. When I traded uh, an empty beer can for them. <laughs> These were paid all in five cent recycled cans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Did you make fun of anyone in the process? No, no, we don't do that anymore, Shep. Mm. So Craig is coming over and uh, he's like, uh, dude, like, I have to tell you something. I think everybody already knows this, but like, I have to say it because like Madison is engaged and she's going to announce it live on Instagram. So I brought some rum. Like, he's, he's going to be so depressed. Like, how's it going to take that? He's going to be so depressed. Craig is so excited to watch Austin crumble on camera. I know. This is also <laughs> strange to me because... It's actually was not on not on Instagram Live. It was on Amazon Live. I don't even know what Amazon Live is. I don't know why Taylor, I don't know why Madison is on Amazon Live doing an update. Like Amazon I Live is they have a lot of Bravo stars do it. Haven't you seen one of Kyle's? Oh my god, guys! You know what I really love? Wait for it. Wait for it, guys. Jeans. Okay, <laughs> I love jeans. And then they show. I guess it's like to sell shit on Amazon. It's kind of like their own home shopping network. Oh, you know, Candy does that too, right? Doesn't Candy Burroughs mm-hmm. do that? Okay. Yeah, a bunch of the Bravo people, like Tom Sandoval and Schwartz do one. And, you know, a bunch of Bravo people do these Amazon lives. Now, why she was announcing her engagement basically on the Home Shopping Network, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't really answer except to say, you know, she's thirsty-ass Madison, you know? Where else are you going to announce it? Yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> it just was very strange to me. <laughs> to be like, on a, I, am in, I am going to announce my engagement. 
on Amazon Live. <laughs> it's just such a weird thing to do. It's like, you know, I will be going romance. to Best Buy <laughs> to announce my, my engagement. We will be married same day. Because <laughs> I'm in the prime of my life. <laughs> find you, girls. Find you a man with prime. I'm telling you that much. I was born for prime. No, sorry, guys. Stick with corn, guys. <laughs> it's time for prime. <laughs> it's time for prime. <laughs> I always got time for prime. By Madison LaCroix. So, um, Sep's like, oh my gosh, down, deep down he's going to act indifferent, but then deeper down he's going to be hurt, but then deeper down he's going to be more indifferent, and then below that he's going to be hurt, but on the surface all we're going to see is his mouth moving and his tongue trying to catch flies. <laughs> uh, yeah, Craig says that uh, he thinks that Austin... Um, <laughs> has been in denial and still still thinks that he and Mass are going to get back together. So this is going to break his heart. So they're all super excited for this process. Yeah, so, he's so excited. He is excited. He's like, oh my god, he's going to like make tiny cuts on his thighs. Oh my god, what's he going to do? Uh, oh, can we do a reaction video to his reaction? Hey, do you get Amazon on your TV? Who has TikTok? Who has to? I don't know how to work it. And meanwhile, outside Prinkle is like, he's grilling. Doing a great job, by the way. Giving him props. He made perfect burgers. But he's grilling, and he's, like, muttering to himself, and Tony is watching, and he and goes, well, it looks like he's going to put the hot dog in the bun. And Tony looks at him like, what the fuck are you saying? And he goes, that's grumpy old man. You know? Jack Lemon? <laughs> yeah. Multimatic. And Tony just gives him this look like, die. Please die. I was supposed to cater this party, sir. He's like, I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> So then Austin is having a, oh wait, so Caleb comes over first, right? So they're all inside talking to Caleb and uh, Shep is like, so, all right, you know, Taylor and I have this thing where like she's late or whatever, but like, I, you know, I don't want to have kids right now, but you know, we aren't using protection. (laughs) And Caleb tells us, uh... Yeah, I don't really know why you're not using protection. Maybe because it feels good, but yeah, I'm not. Re- I love that Caleb is just so confused the yeah, whole time. Yeah, he's like, like I don't know these these old men. He's like, ah, uh, I don't. The pull out and pray is definitely not reliable at all. He's like, I can't believe I'm the one after eight years who has to come on to the show and finally break news about the concepts of safer sex. (laughs) And Austin's like, yeah, but what if like in a year and a half, you still don't want a kid. And she's like, but you just wasted four years of my life. And Shep's like, I hate that line of reasoning. Like, why I wasted it. I didn't enhance your life at all. Come on. You didn't have fun. We didn't go on fun trips. You didn't take a nice sniff of that bag of five day old tuna. Come on. (laughs) What about all the marshes we went to so little Craig could roll around? Did that not enhance your life? So uh, Shep is like, you know, people date for five years and break up because they realize they don't want the same things. And Austin's like, but you don't want the same things. I don't know that. I said I didn't believe in monogamy. And that's the thing she's going to have to figure out. And Caleb is just like looking like, what the fuck is wrong with these people right now? (laughs) How is you not being into monogamy something she has to figure out? It's like, what are you guys, to, what are you talking about, Taylor? Run, Taylor. I'm, I've am i been scared for Taylor this whole time, but I'm yeah. veering into the, okay, Taylor. Like, you've got this guy. 
Taylor, just fucking don't even run. Just yes, just open the door. Just leave. Look, yeah. This is not going to work out. Don't okay? listen to because Marcy. now. Whenever he cheats on you, he's going to say, but I told you I didn't like monogamy. And whenever he's mean to you, he's going to say, but you know I didn't want a baby. And he's just laying the groundwork for future fights to say, you made me do this, and I never wanted it in the first place, and you're the fucking monster here. Yeah, you're 100% correct. And Marcy is is the side hustle. Well, not the side hustle, but Marcy's coming in to be like, have a baby, have a baby, have a baby. So she just has to, Taylor has to just push all these voices out and just go to some other city. Like just get away from here because this is going to be a dead end for her. It's going to be misery. Yeah. You know? So Austin calls this one. He's like, yeah, he's just selfish, you know, like, uh, and then Shep is like, yeah, but like, you know how much running around I did. And now I'm not really doing that. And it's because I can finally stand someone. And like Taylor is a big part of that. Oh, wow. So she deserves a fucking medal because she, and you're the one able to stand someone? Give me a fucking break. You're not running around as much because your penis doesn't work as well. Let's face it. You're like almost 50, okay? <laughs> your penis isn't working as well, and you're not getting as much ass in bars, okay? That's the only reason you're even considering staying with one person. Yeah, and then Austin gets to try out his new favorite uh, phrase. Ha, Shep, you are nearing a shit or get off the pot era with Taylor. Shit or get off the pot. That's so good. Such a good phrase. <laughs> That's Austin, a real champion to women. So um, they're eating. They go downstairs and eat. And um, Shep's giving the dog some dip. And Craig's like, what are you doing? God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. And then they play like a very brief game of cornhole, which ends when little Craig takes a bean bag and pokes a hole in it. Craig! Craig! <laughs> and then guess what? It's 2 p.m. Time to sign on to... Amazon Live. Not only a sign on, Craig has set notifications so he knows when it goes <laughs> off. Okay. He gets a ding and he's like, oh my God, Madison's online at Amazon. And he sits directly next to Austin so that way Austin can watch it off of his phone. <laughs> he goes, and he goes, your ex is doing something crazy online. And Pringle goes, uh, whose ex is doing something crazy online? I'm in. I'm in. Uh, does it involve uh, free beers by any chance? Maybe a giveaway? Something of that magnitude? I'm online in. for beer? Where's the line? I want to get online. Will she get me one? Can I cut these? <laughs> uh, so Austin's like, oh my god, why do we have to watch this? Why do we even have to watch it? Craig's like, oh god, the things she'll do. For attention, am I right? <laughs> so, of course, Madison on this weird Amazon Live is like, well, everybody, hi Amazon, hi Live, hi Prime members. Now, I've been keeping this a secret. I love mopping. The best way to do it is with actually not a mop, but a squeegee on a stick, which you can get for nineteen ninety seven, delivered in one day. Since you got Prime, I know you do. Also, I'm engaged, which is really fun. That's super fun. And Austin's like, oh, what a poor bastard he is to a life of servitude with Medusa. See, Shep, I can sound literary also. No, not really. Not really. <laughs> So then, and then Madison, this is what I love about Madison, because she is so passive aggressive, but I love the way she does it. Someone uh, asked her, like a viewer question, did any ex say congratulations to her? She goes, well, the ex that means the most to me is obviously my son's father, and he was so happy for us, and that is the only person, as far as an ex goes, that meant anything to me. So of all the exes, 
Mm. Well, there was that time just the other day when I hung out with Vanita and we did Gossip Girls. That was like an XOXO moment. So she was happy too. <laughs> I like that X. But no, I can't think of a single other X. Not a single one. Hmm. Well, you know, in life you have X's and you have zeros. Okay? So to all the zeros out there watching that, watching this around a stained metal table with their alcoholic old people friends, just know I don't care about you and I hope you die old and shriveled. Okay? And by the way, your new conservative wig looks stupid. <laughs> so Austin's like, everything she does is a subtle little jab at me. And if I needed another reason not, as if I needed another reason not to have her in my life. I'm like, I don't think it was a pretty subtle jab. I think it was pretty much a... Um, Fuck you, Austin. Any, anyone who's watching Amazon live right now knows exactly what I'm saying right now. Also, the reason you don't have her in your life is because she dumped you. Ten times, okay? <laughs> yeah, that too. So then all the guys start making bets on, oh, is, are they even going to make it to the altar? Are they even, they're basically teasing Austin. And he's kind of holding it together pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, but then Caleb asks... Um, what it's what it was like being a stepdad because of cat you know Catherine has kids and when she does get to see the kids like when she gets what do you call that when you're allowed to see him like visitation or whatever it's on the weekends and he has to work and so she feels like he's not really there for the kids but he can't be because of work and all of this and basically the more he talks i'm just like and this is wrong for you you need to yeah. you and taylor both need to get in the car together and just drive just keep driving yeah, when someone says, oh, I got to work so I can't see the kids, whatever, I'm like, mm, that kind of feels like an excuse. I'm not passing any judgment on, like, he, it's. it doesn't sound like he is ready for this, you know? Um, and so, uh, but that that being said, he did start dating someone who has two kids. And so, he ha- that in that case, he really has to know that package deal there. So, uh, Craig is basically, like, he... Craig says, well, she's nervous that if she got more custody that you would leave. And I guess she's basing that on the fact that you've already left her for five days. You're actively left. You're actively in the process of not being with her at the moment. So I don't know. Maybe it's that. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, it would be better if she had more custody because she is a very good mom. And Craig's like, it would go leaps and bounds if you told her that. And he's like, well, you know, I haven't really been there for a few days. I've been with my cousin and, you know, it's really messing me up. And Shep says, yeah, well, we've known her since she was 21. She really knows how to burn those bridges. Also, she knows how to run across them and yell, tell me. So so he tells them that he's going to go have a dinner with Catherine. Yeah, because he loves her. So now Catherine's cooking at home. Uh, She's making some sort of pasta, which you know she spent about... (laughs) 25 minutes holding that that pot under her Keurig machine, just pressing the button, letting it fill it up with hot water. <laughs> it's amazing how many things this machine can do. <laughs> so they uh, Caleb comes over and it's super awkward. And oh, also she's making meatballs in a really weird sauce. I'm not sure, but I think the sauce, she just opened a can of tomato paste yeah. and poured it. I mean, come it's on. Like, it was like weirdly like thin. It wasn't runny, but it was thin. It, it did look like ketchup. And by the way, like ketchup can be used to great effect as a, with sauce. So you can do it right. But this looked like it was just like squirted ketchup or it was just like it was weird. Like it was like thin, but also shiny. It was such a, it was such a, a, it was a scary 
and gotcha. You know, and like, look, not everyone's a cook and you're making an effort for somebody. I get that. But we have the internet people yeah. okay just look up like do something but once we it made more sense when she broke up with him because i was like oh it's a breakup meal it's not like a no please beg to stay with me forever meal it's like mm-hmm. a get the fuck out yeah right now meal. yeah exactly yeah. it was like this is to I repel want, you i want your last memory of to me of me to be watered down tomato paste <laughs> now go and take a pink hoodie with you so so Caleb comes back and he comes back like he just like he he, he just got back from going to Top Golf. He's like, "Hey, I'm back. How you doing?" It's like, "Uh, you were gone for 5 days, Caleb. You you, you can't just like walk back in as if like everything's chill." And she's of the same mindset. She's like, "Um, you were gone for almost a week. Where have you been?" Although now that I say this out loud, it is funny that she's having this reaction when she's making dinner for him. As in, like, she's not surprised that he's there. They clearly made a plan that he would show up. So <laughs> it's also a little funny that she's kind of like, wait a second. Where have you been? Yeah, it's like, come over. Let's fight. Yeah. So it starts really awkward. And she's like, you ghosted me. And he's like, no, we were just in a fight. And she tells us she thought he was her forever person. And she asked just straight up, like, do you want to be with me? And he said, look, I came here to make up. And she goes, well, what did you plan to say to do that? Exactly. And he's like, did I love you? <laughs> and she says, well, I have, you know, I'm going through a lot of stuff and I feel like you don't have empathy for what I'm going through. And he's like, but that's all you, it's all you ever talk. It's always you going through stuff. You yeah. Know? And she's like, well, because I'm the only one who's opening up. And, and he's like, well, you don't care about my feelings. She goes, all I do is try to understand you. And he goes, well, listen to me sometimes. I love you and I want to make it work with you. He keeps saying, like, I love you. I want to make it work with you. And um, and Catherine is like, but you can't just have a relationship and reach a problem and abandon ship because you'd rather not deal with it. So he pulls the old, well, I just needed some space. But now I'm here. So let's talk about it, which I don't love. I actually really like Caleb a lot, but I don't love that that line of reasoning well look i'm not in a relationship and i think this is why because i'm like caleb's right (laughs) like when when someone's bad and you don't know how to fix it just you know ignore it so uh, like i get that that's not the right thing to do and i'm not a relationship person but their last fight was so stupid it's like He's trying to make peace for her with people at a party, and she considers it betrayal that he's even being nice yeah. to people. Like, she's trying to control who he talks to. Like, I don't even know how you reason with that. And then when he did, she just kept getting more and more upset. So, I mean, when you don't really know how to reason with something, what do you do? Well, I you just know? don't think you go away for five days. I think that's mm. crazy. I think maybe maybe step out of the, the the apartment. Like, I guess if it's really bad, you don't spend the night there. But like a weird sort of limbo for five days, I actually feel like it's sort of cruel. And so like I understand you need space, but I think five days is too much. I, I, I'm like, I'm not down with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. So then um, Catherine, so now they like sit down at the table and Catherine serves these watery ass meatballs. <laughs> just strange, the strange sauce. And um, and Caleb is just like pawing at the food, like, oh, I have to eat this. Don't make me. He's like, please don't make me. (laughs) (laughs) And basically, she just she breaks up with him. You know, you think they're gonna make up, and she's gonna say like, you know, let's make this work or whatever. 
um, because she keeps saying, like, do you think this can work? And he's like, but obviously I'm trying to. And so she basically says, look, you know, over the past few days, I've thought about what I needed and I'm not getting it. And you're emotionally unavailable, you know, and I need somebody who's going to, like, be in this with me. It's a lot of shit and a lot of drama I'm going through. And I get it if you can't be there, but that's what I need. Yeah. And he basically, I think what really comes out was that he's like, well, it was like a lot. I didn't realize what I was getting into with this relationship and like three months in. Like, you know, all of a sudden there's the kids and there's Thomas and all this. And, you know, what he's basically saying is this is too big for him. This is too much. It's not really what he wants. And they actually have like I was actually very proud of Catherine for recognizing that this was not the right thing for her. And um, and they break up. I mean, maybe they'll get back. To, I know that right now they're broken up in real life. I don't know if on the season they some they come back together. But it was actually kind of sad because. They both were crying, and it looked like a looked like a real moment to me. I believe nothing ever, so I was like, "Bye," you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Caleb. I'm just very cynical, so I was like, "Congrats! You don't have to finish those meatballs." Because yeah, notice well, that neither one of them ate that, and none. Catherine didn't even put that in a ziploc. She was just they like, "She threw Bye. them all out." I noticed yeah. that she threw out all the food. <laughs> They're like, we both agree this is a shitty meatball. And this is a metaphor. <laughs> it was kind of like a test. It was like the Groundhog's Day test, but for relationships. Like, if this meatball sees its shadow, but it was like, if this meatball <laughs> tastes good, then we'll stay together. If it's shitty, it's a sign we got to break up. Or like, if you really love me, you're going to eat this and tell me how good it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And when neither one of them could do it, it's like, it's over. It's a fish. So that was it. That was Southern Charm, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for... Uh, being here and listening, we'll be back uh, later today or the weekend with uh, our recap of the uh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip, the latest crazy episode. And then on Monday, we're back with Atlanta and take a seat at night and, all, and a whole other week of recaps. So uh, we will catch you on the next one. And bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels, Dana C. Dana Do. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no Trickolis. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. Kristen the Piston Anderson. We McLovin, Karen McClellan. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. She's our queen, Marie Levine. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 Days of Summers. The Incredible Edible Matthew Sisters. Hail the cork master, the master of the cork. It's Jennifer Corcoran. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Paging Page Mills, Paging Page Mills. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Better do what she says. It's Elva Enriquez. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Kristen, the Ruby Rubano. Can't have a meal without the Emily. 
Holy Sides. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>